1: Hello everybody, welcome to the Rob and Wilhouse Show, the best Astros podcast ever. I am Rob and then Wilhouse will be joining us shortly in this episode. We're going to talk about the Colorado series, the offensive explosion by the Astros, the uh, Grinky game, that's what we're going to call it, Yuli Gurriel remains hot, Astros still in first place. Uh, Will they win it all? Will they be the uh, cream of the crop, the number one team in the AL when it's said and done? We'll take a look at their upcoming schedule, the road trip coming up. And then I'm going to ask Wheelhouse a couple of questions. Uh, One will be about the Wave. Where does he stand as far as the Wave is concerned? And also, what would he do if he was lucky enough to catch a home run hit? by the visiting team. I also wanted to ask him, or actually bring it up, about the ring giveaway. I forgot all about this. Somehow I skipped over it. But just a heads up to all you Astro fans, if you don't know, if you did get the rings last year, this year they are giving away the 2005 National League Championship rings. Monday, August 19th is the biggio ring and monday september 9th is the bagwell ring so i've tried to make a deal uh, when i go to the game next it will be the uh, colin McHugh bobblehead so i'm going to try to get wheelhouse to attend one of the ring games and then make a swap with them so that's something to look forward to uh no way i'm going to be able to go to a game on monday And then at the end, Wheelhouse is going to tell you about a special guest we got lined up for Sunday. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Uh, You're listening to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. We'll be right back. Good morning, Wheelhouse.
0: Good morning, Rob.
1: I just got off of work, and you have to go to work in about 38 minutes. So let's give the fans of the best Astros podcast ever, about 38 minutes of our time. How do you think about that? I think it sounds like a plan. Okay, so y'all did one without me, and I have to say y'all did a great job. Uh, Very happy that I have you guys as my partners. Very awesome job. Way to keep the show
0: running while I'm gone. No, yeah, thanks. We do um, appreciate you handing over the responsibilities to us, and um, from what we heard with interaction from some of the fans through Twitter, um, they seem to really like the content, but I think overall they like the show um in the direction that that you 've um you know chosen to take to take it with bringing me on and of course, the other two guys
1: Yeah, I definitely think the product we 're putting out is better. I mean, I already had a decent audience, but I think we 're going to go nowhere but up nice uh James and
0: uh and Corey, cory mm-hmm.
1: james and cory very knowledgeable so glad that we brought them on board as well and i've also got texts from people saying even the episode where we had the bracelet noise yeah with i think it's james and we're gonna try to figure that out next time i think you said he got a new uh headphones yes and it might be his beard the the sound of poker chips or whatever might be his beard <laughs> So I'm looking forward to seeing James again or hearing James on the show again. But anyway, I know you ran out of time. Let's get to the Green Key game, yes, sir. So we talked earlier, and I messed up. I go ahead and tell everybody that, but you were at the Green Key game, and go ahead and describe to everyone because you know I'm pretty sure most of us didn't get to go, but describe. The playoff atmosphere you were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it was, and I mean I've I've been to several Astros playoff games, um, you know, dating back to '05 and stuff like that, um, and it was very much a playoff atmosphere. The the anticipation, the excitement. Um, you know, Grinky's first strikeout of Charlie Blackman was just phenomenal because he went down looking, and that was just like wow, like he struck out Charlie Blackman, the guy's hitting three thirty. And um, when we got towards the end of the game, you know, I was surprised that he only had two strikeouts um, because I think we're so accustomed to double-digit strikeouts from, from most of our right. pitchers. Um, or we're used to even relief pitchers coming in and getting two strikeouts in an inning. Um, we didn't notice it because it was such an offensive explosion. Um, right. The Rockies were hitting the cover off the ball. The Astros were it – was, it was almost like we were at Coors Field. There were so many home runs. Um, but I mean, it was the largest crowd all season. Yeah. If you wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have known and all I saw was the score, 11
1: to six. And then what yesterday was 14 to three. Oh, yeah. It seems like a Colorado game. And I'm just like you. I wrote down green key stats, six innings, seven hits, five runs. And he, and when I saw two strikeouts, I was surprised. And, uh, you said it earlier, we've come accustomed to our starting pitchers getting double-digit strikeouts that I'm kind of
0: shocked. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, th- not only that, but it's just the the Astros' offense and the way they're performing. You know, right now, um, against, you know, with um, with Grinky on the mound and then yesterday with Cole, I mean, the Astros are getting base runners on and they're bringing them home. You know, that was an issue. I mean – to me, it seems like forever ago when we had a seven-game seven-game losing streak, and we couldn't seem to get a hit unless it was a single putting someone on, and then we'd strand a runner or two or three. And yeah, now, back
1: then, we were getting eight or nine hits a game, but yeah. they were one an in inning. They weren't at the right time. Exactly. The offense was there; it just wasn't there when we needed it.
0: Yes, sir. That's, that's, that is that is very true.
1: So let me ask you this, because I already know the answer for me. Okay. Are you disappointed in Green Key's uh, outing? Because me, here's my answer. Go ahead. My answer is this is going to happen to all of our pitchers. And I'm saying we're fortunate, because I know he he was nervous. I've heard things about him having uh, social disorders or being shy. And it's okay. It happened. It's going to happen again but luckily we scored 11 runs and it didn't matter that it happened.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um to me if Grinky was like a if he was in his second or third year as a pitcher and we he had all these high expectations in a trade I would have more concern, but um he is who he is and you can tell right off the bat. You don't you don't have to be a rocket science to figure out when you listen to him interview versus when you listen to any of the other Astros players be interviewed that he's definitely more introverted um there was probably some discomfort i'm sh- i'm sure he felt pressure i know he's been in the league a long time but but you know he's still human and um i i i was fine with his performance i was fine with only two strikeouts um i thought he pitched a really good game i know a lot of critics were like he, he you know how can you say he pitched a really good game and and I think in this, in this era that we're in for the Astros and such dominance and having a 10-game lead on the division that we expect everything and everyone to go out to perform. You know, especially when, when, when Sanchez and the other three pitchers throw a four-pitcher, no-hitter, and two of them are from a trade. I mean, you really don't have anywhere else to go but either even on that or down on expectations. And so... I thought I thought Grinky did fine. Um, Grinky is getting along really well, I think, with the other pitchers on the staff, and that's what's key. Um, so, in my mind, I thought he, I thought he did fine. Was it his best performance? No, but like you well, said, it's well, not. He gave
1: happen. up. He, he gave up his first home run. He did. I mean, that's going to happen. He gave up seven hits and five runs, but you were saying earlier that because uh, I I told you that I had read on Twitter that it was the defense's fault. And you were actually saying that they uh, got some hits against the
0: shift and that's kind of skews the numbers for him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I mean, this shift more times than not is going to work and that's why they do it. They play percentages. And so, um, you know, but there were, there were some, there was some, I think some dis disregarded comments about how, Grinky was maybe going to go in the dugout and, or go in the clubhouse and talk to Hinch about the shift, which I don't think would ever happen. Um, but that's just banter and fan talk and commentator talk that I yeah. think really leads to nothing. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: one thing they do on the broadcast is they show you uh, the percentage of where their balls hit, and you can see that the Astros are positioned in all those areas. So to me it works. I mean, sometimes it's not, but more than more than not, it is going to work.
0: Yes, sir. That is true.
1: Okay. So let's talk about the offensive explosion that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Home runs Alvarez hit his 14th homer. You think he's going to reach 30? I think so. I mean, I don't know. Are you running out of time or or he's going to get close?
0: Well, I mean, think about it. We're, we're still in the first week of August. Um, and, yeah, I mean. So,
1: he's got about three months. Yeah, I think he's going to do it easily.
0: And then, so, you have, you have the home runs from Altuve, from Correa, um, and Gurriel. How about, how about Gurriel? Like, right now, who's hotter than this guy on the Houston Astros? I, I, I can think of one other player because I read an article on it. But yeah. but Yuli Guriel is just I mean, catching fire. He's not only hitting home runs, but he's hitting for base hits. Um and you know, Alvarez too. I think I think Alvarez puts himself in the rookie of the year conversation. Um, I mean, he's already jumped up in there. Um he's he's on everybody's, you know, radar right now because he's not just hitting home runs either. He's hitting really yeah. hard singles, like hundred and twenty mile hour singles, you know. Okay,
1: so, so the first game, Yuli had two home runs. Yes. And three RBIs, so he had 22 homers. And then yesterday, uh, two for four with a home run and eight RBIs. I think that ties an Astros record. Eight RBIs in one game. Yes,
0: yeah, so who's the other Astro, or who's the Astro he tied with eight RBIs? I don't know. I didn't see well, that. I, I'll tell you who it is. Berkman? Nope, it is J.R. Tolls, who is from my hometown of Crosby, Texas. <laughs> ah. he okay, played- so you
1: mentioned you mentioned also Correa had yes. a home Yes. That was in the first game. And you got to watch both of these games. So you went with your son for the Greenky game. Yes, I and did. And you got the t-shirt. And then you said that your school sent you.
0: Yeah, it was kind of nice. Yeah, um, our principal said, hey, we're going on a field trip today, and I'm a big Astros fan, and they have a day game, so let's go to Minute Maid Park. And we were like, yeah. And I actually was wearing my Grinky shirt from the night before, so I was, I was dressed and ready to go, man. Yeah. So in that first game, offensive
1: explosion, once again, all Astros got a hit except who? See if you remember that. Only one guy didn't get a hit. Didn't get a hit.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I should know this off the top of my head because I watched the game. Well,
1: well, since we're strapped for time today, Who? it was Torino's. Okay, Astros, okay. thirteen hits. Robinson Torino's only one didn't get a hit. Now I'll move ahead to Wednesday's, the other game you got to go to. For I, I actually woke up early to watch this because I'm on night shift and the game was at one so i actually watched it myself there you go so 14 to 3 i fell asleep somewhere because they had like 10 runs and (laughs) i woke up and they had 14 but this was a garrett cole game and this is what you're talking about earlier what we've come to expect three hits two runs both of them solo shots and 10 strikeouts So that's what we're accustomed to. And our new guy, Mr. Funny Boy, Biagini, is that his name? I'm trying to learn how to say his name. Biagini? Biagini. So he was a part of the no-hitter, but this time, uh, two innings, he gave up five hits, but only one run. So he looked like he got roughed up a little bit. And then uh, one thing I wrote down that surprised me as well, in both of these games, call McHugh
0: through scoreless innings. No, yeah. I thought I thought McHugh looked good, to be honest. Um, McHugh's really starting to find his groove, and he needs to, um, to make this playoff roster because they're going to have so many options once everybody comes off the I.L. So,
1: Uli go back to offense. The eight RBIs, batting average sitting at 298. 23. 23- RBIs. I think his uh, career high is about 85. Is that what they said? Yes, somewhere sir. around there. Uh, last 30 homers, 44 RBIs, 375 average. Uh, this Yesterday, Alvarez, three for four. He's hitting 348. So there's no way that guy's not going to be the rookie of the year hitting like
0: this. No, there's, I mean, there's not, there are some other really good rookies in the AL but none of them are doing what Alvarez is doing. Um, Maybe that has to do with him being a DH only right now, but um, I believe that he's going to continue this. Um,
1: That's one thing I read as well, that he may lose votes because they say he don't play baseball, that he just
0: hits. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't ignore what this guy's doing at the plate. There's nobody that's able to get him out right now. You know, He's a rookie. He's got – less than a hundred games between the major leagues and triple a so come yeah. on yeah so Altuve had a home run today
1: and he's at 298 right 300 so he's kind of kind of stalling a little bit but it's good to see it and Bregman had three RBIs today and he's actually up to 272 so he's starting to push up to that 300 as well and this is something I want to bring up to you, because we... Yes, sir. On the podcast we did on July the 21st, so Brantley went two for four, multi-hit game number 45. And I don't know if you remember, but I remember I told you I would written down that he had 41? Yes. And so he actually did have 41. So now he has 40
0: major leagues in uh, multi-hit games yeah you know, um Brentley, when he gets up to the plate, um, whether he hits a double or a home run, um, it looks the same, and he's just a model of consistency I believe I believe he is the reason that this offense keeps going, um, even in the low times, just because you got someone up there he's just he i mean, he's like a machine, he's like an Android, you know. Yeah, we
1: talked about that one uh, episode before when I mentioned to you that I saw the stats that whether we win or whether we lose, he's the same. I mean, he's some people do bad when we lose and good when we win, but he's going to give you that 300-plus average whether we win or lose. All right, so let me – I want to get to those three things because I know you have about 22 minutes left. So the Ast- Astros, 75 and 40. Uh, is their win streak about five? Because they were 70 and 40 at one time. Yes, it is. 10-game uh, lead overall. Yes.
0: They-
1: it is five?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: they. Okay, I'm waiting for you. Go ahead. Okay, I'm doing a
0: podcast.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there are sixteen and a half games. Texas ten ahead of Oakland. LA Angels nineteen behind. Seattle 27-and-a-half. No doubt. You have any doubts that the Astros are going to win? No, the West? no.
0: I think the I think the West is all but locked up. To be honest with you, I don't see anybody catching them. Um, the way the Astros are playing right now, it's just it's just at an unbelievable clip, and I think they may hit a series or two, or maybe they struggle a little bit, but I'd rather them do that now, rather than wait till October to find struggles, you know? Yeah,
1: so the Yankees and Dodgers, 658 winning percentage, Astros, 652. Uh, Minnesota, the only other one above 600. Next up, so we had an early game today. I think today we're off, right? They don't play today. And they start a series against Baltimore, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. we got Miley, Sanchez, JV. That should be three wins, but you never know what's going to happen.
0: It should be three wins. Um, You know, the Yankees also, I I wanted to talk a little bit about them having a half game, their half game behind the Yankees when it comes to best record. The New York Yankees, quite simply, have been playing garbage teams. And, of course, we're about to go up there and play – the Orioles, but at some point, I think the Yankees are going to be exposed to the fact that they don't have a lot of their major leaguers that are that are all healthy, um, and I really think the Astros, in the end, get the home field advantage, but I think it's very, very important for the Astros to get home field advantage, especially for the AL side of the playoffs.
1: I agree with that, and I, I do think the Astros are going to end up with it, uh you've got Baltimore this weekend, three games. Then you got three against the White Sox and three in Oakland. So I mean I mean the Oakland series may be tough, but we should at least win two out of three. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like eight out of nine here at least. And then uh we come back home, Detroit, that's another weak team. LA Angels, pretty weak, and then we play Tampa Bay. Who used to be awesome the first couple of weeks of the year, but I don't know how good they're doing lately. But they're definitely not in first anymore in their division.
0: No, yeah, I think um, when you when you look at the schedule, I think it sets up nicely. Um, the Oakland series you may have a you you may have a game or two where they get you just because I think you know the traveling, they're back to back, they're going from Chicago to Oakland. I mean, they play one two. I mean, they're going to play like 17 or 18 games in a row without a day off. And so you may see some fatigue. Um, that's going to be a challenge for A.J. Hinch and the bullpen. Um, you're going to have some guys that get rest days like Springer did yesterday. Um, but really, the only team to really look at, I guess, would be Oakland and Tampa. But Tampa's really been, really been inconsistent lately. Tampa has, has not. Been as strong as they were when when they beat up on us at the beginning of the season, and we're playing at Minute made. So, I think I think if we play the Rays in Tampa, it's different. But I think if we play them here, I I don't think the Astros have any problem in this next run getting at least four sweeps in this in this road series. To be honest with you, at least four sweeps.
1: Okay, so you mentioned seventeen days in a row. Um, The Astros don't have a a fifth pitcher right now. You've got Sanchez. Oh, yeah, they do, right? So you've got the big four and Sanchez. So their five-man rotation is set. Exactly. I'm totally wrong about that. Um, So I I was getting used to them doing Urquidy and all these other guys. But now we're set. We're good to go. We don't have to worry about that. As long as Sanchez does good. Exactly. So we are set. So now – We got about 15 minutes left of your time before you got to go teach children and make them smarter. (laughs) Um, So, one last time I was at a game, uh, because we never really get to talk personal, like get to do it on have us, uh, they get to hear us getting to know each other. So, the last time I was at the game, the guy in front of me was trying to start the wave. And it was a close game. So what I was thinking in my mind is this guy shouldn't be doing this. Why are you trying to start a wave when the game is close and we're pitching? Like, why would you want to distract our pitcher doing that? So what is your opinion of the wave? You like it, you hate it. Is, there, is it okay if you do it at the right time, like a blowout? What do you got to say about the wave? okay,
0: so, you know, as a kid, I loved the wave because I grew up in the Astrodome, and it was a complete circle. And I remember getting the wave started as a kid, and some people may hate me for this, but we got the wave going. My dad and I went around like seven times in the dome, and that was like, I felt like that was awesome. Of course, as an adult, you know, when I when I've matured, since I'm a man now and I've put away childish things. Well, I am a junior high teacher, so that's, that's up for debate. But um, let me tell you, I, I just, I've grown to not like the wave. Now I don't, I don't have the hatred for the wave. Like most people do. I mean, some people like make it their life's mission to crush anybody who starts a wave near them or, Or, I mean, I mean, you would just think that the wave was the cardinal sin and some people's mind it is. Um, I think the reason why people don't like it so much is because it's a distraction to the game. Um, It's usually at the wrong time. It's usually when like our pitcher is pitching and the other hitters up or they've gotten a couple hits and it never is really placed properly. Plus, it can't go all the way around. Minute Maid Park's not really made for it. I just, I think a lot of people get annoyed by it because they don't like having to stand up and raise their hands and yell. They want to focus on the game. Um, I don't like it, but I don't like I don't like boo it either. I just I just sit and protest um, when the wave comes by me. I just kind of roll my eyes a little bit and just keep watching the game. Yeah.
1: So what I was thinking is someone like you and I who go to a lot of games and we're actually in the game not i mean we're watching it we're invested we care if they win or lose there's people there that might go to one game every five years and when the wave happens they probably think it's an amazing awesome thing and so i don't want to ridicule people for liking the wave but i'm like you it's just like when we were winning 14 to 3 wave (laughs) wave all you want that's okay but like if we're pitching, don't you think it would distract a pitcher if our guys going out there to the game and these people are doing the wave? But you know, I just I'm not a fan of it, but it doesn't bother me either. I'm just like you. No, so yeah. So let me bring this up to you. Oh, oh no, sorry.
0: No, I was um, just gonna I was just gonna put a put a bow on it, as they say. Um, yeah, put
1: a bow on it.
0: <laughs> well, I I just so here's know.
1: another thing I wanted to ask. Okay.
0: You. Go ahead. Okay. All right, here we
1: go. Um, so I'm just trying to get it in because I know you gotta go. Oh, it's all good. Yes, minutes. Sir. But what do you what's your feelings about if uh, if about someone catching a home run from a visiting team and everybody harassing them and booing them to throw it back? Do you think they should throw it back? Do you think that they're just copying off of, I think, Chicago Cubs started doing that? Uh, how would you feel if you have nice seats in the outfield and, let's say, like, Mike Trout hits a significant number home run and people are harassing you to throw it back? Because personally, I don't want to throw it back. I've never got a home run ball. I've never even got a foul ball. So I don't think I would succumb to the booing. I think they would just have to just boo until
0: they got tired. No. Yeah. So, so I actually had this conversation with another fan yesterday. We were standing out by the Conoco home run pump and um, we were out there and some guy said, well, if, the, if the Rockies hit a home run over here, I'm throwing it back. And he looked at me and he said, what will you do? I said, I'm keeping it. He goes, why would you keep it, man? That's the other team's ball." boss. Like, this isn't Wrigley field. That's a Chicago tradition. And as much as you want to make that our tradition, it's not, he's like, well, but everybody, like he got into this like deep discussion with me. I said, no, bottom line. It's like, now I didn't come prepared today, but usually if we sit in the outfield, I bring another ball. And, in the odd chance that I do catch a home run from the other team, I'm throwing back the little league ball. I'm going to keep the major league ball. Um, I don't care because that's a, that's a live ball that was used in a major league game that was hit by a major league player. And I love baseball. And I'm an Astros fan, and people can boo me and hate me for that all they want to. I really don't care. That's a home run ball, and I'm keeping it. And especially, like, if a kid catches it and they're hounding them, I'm, like, backing that kid up. I'm like, man, get off that kid's back. You know what I'm saying? It's like let people enjoy it. Um, I don't know, I just I've I've never liked that Chicago tradition trying to be a Houston. The game Yeah, I think there was a game
1: recently. I don't know if it was the one I went to or it was on T V, but somebody didn't throw it back and eventually they just left him alone. I think it was the last time me and my wife went, but but I know it was like over there in right field and the guy wouldn't throw it back. And that's how I would be. I mean like I've said before I live in San Antonio and, and I invest a lot of money to go over there. And if I am lucky enough to get a
0: home run, I'm not throwing it. Yeah. Badly. That's it. You know, about people, me. it's so funny. I think, I think people sometimes just want to be upset at something. And if they're, if they're unhappy or whatever with, with something's going on, they pick and choose things. I don't know. I just, I've never thought it was a big deal to keep a visiting, visiting team's home run. So
1: uh, let me ask you this, see if you know this answer. Um, you know how they have the guy at the game authenticating yes. balls? And there was, that one, there was that one special thing that happened where the fan wouldn't give the ball back to the guy. I don't know if it was pool hose, did something. Like somebody reached a milestone and this guy wouldn't give it back. And, but what they were saying is once he left the field – without getting it uh, authenticated that it wasn't really worth anything anymore. So what my question is to you, maybe you know this, uh, what if you catch a ball? Can you go find that guy and get it authenticated that, you know, maybe it's George Springer's 31st leadoff homer? I mean, is that guy actually there? Is he actually available to the fans? Or is it just something that the players can do? or teams so they can have
0: memorabilia? No, okay, so, so the guy's name is Mike Acosta, and he's the Astros historian, and he's sitting kind of in the camera well next to the Astros dugout, from what I understand. And so he's authenticating balls and stuff the whole game. What I've been told is if you catch a home run and you want to have them either authenticate it or you want to give it to a player, then you get someone to get an usher. And the usher apparently will take you to – and, like, you could basically get handed off to a couple different people. And I believe you can go see that guy, Mike Uh Acosta. Now, I don't know if he'll authenticate the ball for you unless you're wanting to, like, give it to the player. But I've been told you're supposed to get an usher and tell them, hey, I caught this home run. I want the Astros to have it. Can I, you know, or whatever. And so I think there is a process for that. So you, you mentioned that guy's
1: name, and what's funny is I, I he, he had posted something on Twitter, and I actually sent him a message to see if he would want to be on the show so we could actually talk to him about that. And I think that would be really cool, but he so, blew me off, and he never responded. So you have about eight minutes left, so do you want to tell everybody what you – Got lined up on Sunday, or do you want? Yeah, I'll go ahead
0: and let everybody know. Um, Sunday night, we are going to have Adam Clanton from Sports Radio, Sports Talk Radio seven hundred and ninety here in Houston. Um, Adam Clanton does um, a show called the A Team from three to six on seven hundred and ninety AM with uh, with another guy, Adam Wexler. And um, I've been a big fan of Adam Clanton. He's he's been on a couple different radio stations but i really like his spot on 790 and he's agreed to come on air rob and um and let us interview him i'm gonna come up with some questions i'll send you the questions i'll send him the questions um but okay. i think it'll be a great interview um i saw him at the game tuesday night at the Grinky game they were set up in the outfield and that was the first time i would actually talked to him in person um i've been communicating with him a little over a year we have a common friend, and so I've kind of made that connection with them and sometimes it's not like what you know but who you know and so I've got to know Adam I call into his show regularly when i'm when I'm off not when I'm at work obviously, but right. I think it'll be a great conversation um he's a he's he's a really awesome guy I mean he absolutely loves the Houston Astros he's a big big fan and he's he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of great knowledge and he's a he's a I think he's a fan favorite here in Houston.
1: Um did I ever mention to you I'm pretty sure you're aware of him. He has quite a bit of followers but uh, the guy on Twitter named Astros A to Z. Yes.
0: Yeah? Yes,
1: yes sir. Okay. So I've I've lined him up for the show as well, but the the couple of times that we had planned something happened but that's something to look forward to uh if some of you don't know he's the guy he's a school teacher also and he sells cards to this this one i understand he sells cards to uh to make money to buy stuff for his kids in the class like uh school supplies and stuff and so he's going to come on the show as soon as we can work it out and he's going to uh we're going to, I guess we're going to get a card and put it up for sale. And cool. then I'm going to, we can put up, and it's probably going to be a, the card that he had was like a Springer card. That was about $15, $20. So that's something else that uh, the fans of the greatest Astros <laughs> podcast ever can have, look forward to. So we got two guests coming up. Hopefully it's good. And uh, we'll see what happens. That's awesome. I'm excited. So, uh, we got five minutes left. If you have anything that you wanted to talk about that you wanted to hear my comments.
0: No, you know, I just, I wanted to say um, a couple of things. Um, number one, um, Yuli Gurriel, I think, is the hottest player in baseball next to Nelson Cruz. Those two guys are just unstoppable. Um, what in the heck is going to happen with, Kyle Tucker I did hear from a source that he is pretty much the next man up. Um we don't we don't want an yep. injury to occur but if someone has to go on like the 10 day IL from what I understand Kyle Tucker will be the next uh Triple A player that will be called up in the case of an injury. I know I know they brought up Stubbs but that was a that was a catcher issue I think more than anything. Right, so yeah. I'm wondering if we'll see Kyle Tucker at all in September this year to give him some at bats some looks. Um I just you know the Astros have got some some um some thinking to do and some chess maneuvering to do going into the offseason, but I think before they get there they've got a a very big task ahead of them. Um but I think they can definitely complete the task. Um I mean people are already calling it. Now the Astros like Bregman may kind of call it but, you know, that guy's just a fun personality. He, Of course, he's going to tell you his team's going to win the World Series every single time. But um, I think Astros are set up nicely going into, going into this month and then looking, looking ahead to the playoffs.
1: Okay, going off what you just said, uh, Cruz, you said he was one of the hottest players. I believe I saw a statistic that he has two three-run home run games this season. Yes. In two two different games. Different games. This guy hit three home runs in a game. That's amazing. And going off the Kyle Tucker comment, um, I've been seeing some tweets out there. People are not happy with Josh Reddick's bat, but we've already talked about how good his defense is. But uh, some people are wondering why don't they just call Tucker up and get rid of Reddick. And also what you said about Bregman is I saw a tweet from him that said that everybody should go buy some mattresses because Mattress Mac gives them. Yes, sir. Gallery furniture. Yeah. So if everybody buys a mattress from Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac, it'll be free if the Astros win the World Series. And he had to give back about $500,000 that 2017.
0: Yeah, um, or more. Well, I've been I've been trying to talk my wife into getting um, one of those mattresses. I haven't been successful yet, but I'm still I'm still working that right now.
1: Well, all right, buddy. You need to get to work, and I need to get to bed. So, I think it was a good show. Can't wait till Sunday to talk to uh, Clayton. Adam Clayton.
0: No, and then
1: uh, I'm off this (laughs) week.
0: Oh, yes, Clanton. sir. It's all good. Clanton. Clanton. Yes, sir. It's all good. All
1: right. Man. So if we get itchy, maybe, maybe we can do a podcast on Saturday. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Get the, get the two boys involved again.
0: Yes, sir. Definitely. Sounds like a plan.
1: All right. Well, you have a good day, uh, Wheelhouse, and we'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. And if you get a chance, give us a rating on uh apple podcast give us five stars leave a comment we do appre- we would really appreciate that as well
0: all right thanks rob you you have a good Signing one sir. it's been a great conversation once again
1: all right till next time robin Wheelhouse, thanks for listening